0: This is Milton Justice, and welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class. Recently, I received a voice email from an actress in Argentina who asked a very interesting question, which I thought I'd address today.
1: Hello, Milton. Hello, Walker. Greetings from Argentina. Um, I've been hearing your podcast all these days, and they have been amazing. I love them. I hope to hear a new one soon. Um I just wanted to ask you because sometimes when I'm acting, I'm trying to believe the story, I, I think that I'm the character, I'm in the middle of the scene, but sometimes it happens to me that suddenly I um remember that it's not real. It's like I don't know if that's something that happens just to me because I don't know. I just want to cheat myself or I don't know, or if it happens to other people and it's normal that suddenly you lose the focus, and you don't stay in the scene. And in case it happens to a lot of people, I just wanted to know if there's any advice uh, that you could give to stay uh, in the story and in in the character.
0: Benelene asks a very, very good question. And a lot of it has to do with the process that we go through as actors. If we look at this oversimplistic idea of defining acting as a lie that sounds like the truth, we can kind of go back to what happens when we tell a lie. And what happens when we tell a lie is you start very simply with a story and you kind of half-ass believe it. And then every time you go back to it, you believe it a little bit more. Every time you go back to it, there's a little bit more commitment to it. There is more detail. You start to see the details more. And before you know it, you can actually tell this lie. And it does sound like it's the truth. Acting is similar in that respect. We have many, many, many places that we can go where we build this world In a way that it seems truthful. And sometimes it's more difficult than others. Absolutely, for sure. One of the things that I've found to be most important is that when you're rehearsing, you always rehearse out loud. Even your improvisations, even your any kind of work you do, any kind of thinking work you do, you work out loud. And as you begin to work out loud, you begin to own the material more and more and more. I think of it, when I was a kid, I used to read science fiction novels. And they used this term morph. When Somebody would morph into another character. And in an odd sense, I think that's what we do. We morph into this character. Holland Taylor describes it as going into a phone booth. You move into the phone booth. But in a sense, you build a step at a time in order to do this. Stanislavski talks about something called the circle of attention, which is a slightly obscure concept, but it all kind of builds that way. And there's no particular order. If you begin to talk out your character... You know more and more and more about your character. We can build the place. My, my God, what a wonderful thing to do to build the place. Where am I? See it, build it, talk it out. Now I am someplace. If I build more about my character, who am I? I I, I build my past, maybe. I may take my character three places outside of the play and see how is it that this dude or dudette functions outside of the play? Then I begin to own their world. I begin to own the way that they see things. Same thing with my partner. I start to build my relationship to my partner. And more and more and more, I begin to believe I am in that circumstance. I begin to morph, if you will, into the circumstance. I I think ideally we get to a point where you don't know where the actor ends and the character begins. Because that thin line has been erased. And then, of course, afterward you go home and you don't have to kick the dog. In, In a sense, you immerse yourself into the character. Uh, And man, when that happens, it is so phenomenal. I've always been a believer that really, really exciting acting happens when you're willing to fly without a net. You just step up and you say, take away the net. But you have to know so much before you can do that. And once you know all of that, it's, it's like you move into this magical place where the play happens, and that's what you want. You're not forcing the play. You're not forcing your belief mechanism. You're just there, and the play happens. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. It's different for everybody. It really is. Some people love an audience. I've never been fond of an audience as a director because I love rehearsals. But I do know that there are people who think, ah, bring them on. There they are. In time, I have a feeling it it gets easier. And we all slip out. We all slip out of it so easily that we just suddenly are watching ourselves acting. But we have these tools. We know how to build a character. We know how to build a character's past. Knowing those things helps us own something. We know where we are. We know how to build the place. Again, if I build the place out loud, I own the place. I know where I am. It gives me confidence. I know what I'm doing in the scene. I know what I'm playing. I know what's going on. Again, all of these tools are there to give me the confidence of performance and help me let go. Hi, everybody. It's Walker Vreeland. I'm the producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Director of online media is Evan Sollers, and music is provided by David DeJuice. If you have a question or comment you'd like Milton to address on an upcoming episode, email us at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Again, that's questionsformilton at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Thanks so much for listening.